You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Greg Rubenstein. Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He has been serving as an executive officer for the New York Chiropractic Council. For his hard work and dedication, he was selected as the recipient of the Beacon Award, which is the highest award given by the New York Chiropractic Council, also known as the Chiropractor of the Year for New York State. He also serves as a board member of Friends of Fresh and Green Academy, a nonprofit organization that does extensive charity work in education in Ethiopia. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S., and is also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, scoliosis. Hello, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. Thanks for having me on again. It's good to be back. Well, thanks for joining me. So let's start by explaining what scoliosis is and how it is diagnosed. Scoliosis is a nice Latin term, which basically means abnormal lateral curvatures of the spine. Um, It can be sometimes very easy to diagnose, and it can be very obvious in a person, and sometimes it's not. If you look at someone's back, you'll see that the spine should run straight up and down. You know, you can see on someone who's, you know, very lean, you'll be able to see the spinous processes that stick out on the back, and you should be able to draw a straight line down the spine connecting those dots. When a person has scoliosis, the backbone will curve off to the side, and the angle could be very small or large or somewhere in between, But anything measures more than like 8 to 10 degrees is considered scoliosis. Now, doctors use um, like a letter C or a letter S to describe the curves of the backbone. Um, And, you know, most people probably aren't really looking directly at too many spines. But what you might notice on someone with scoliosis is you might notice the way they stand. They may lean to one side. They might have shoulders or hips that look uneven or one's higher than the other or one shoulder blade might stick out posterior towards the back. Um, And on some people, you would look at them, you wouldn't even know it. It's not until you take an x-ray and you can see how curved they look on the inside. And sometimes it's very surprising because they look like they have normal posture and they're standing straight, but the spine can be, you know, very serpentine in its appearance on the x-ray. So, um... In many cases, though, you know, doctors don't know the exact reason for the curved spine. Scoliosis without a cause is very often referred to as what they call idiopathic. Um, But the latest studies that I've seen um, sometimes point to the cerebellum and the communication errors between the brain and the muscles of the body causing these abnormal postures. Um, Some of the scoliosis do have clear causes, um, and you can divide those basically into two types. They're structural and non-structural types of scoliosis. Um, So in non-structural scoliosis, the spine works normally but looks curved. And why this happens is because there's a number of reasons. Sometimes it can be one leg shorter than the other one. Um, Other times it could be muscle spasms. Um, Even like an inflammation like an appendicitis might cause someone to bend their spine. 
typically when those problems get treated, that type of scoliosis will go away. But there are congenital scoliosis that begin early in life um, as the baby's back starts to develop. Sometimes there can be even problems before birth where the vertebrae can form in like a wedged form and the incomplete um, development of a vertebrae can cause um, these different angles in the spine because if one of them is angled, then all the ones that stack up on top of it will be uh, angled as well. So family history and genetics play a part in, in these risk factors for scoliosis. Um, if you or one of your children has this condition, you make sure you want to check the other kids. Um, and it will usually show up most often around uh, the growth spurts, usually in kids are somewhere between 10 and 15 years old. Um, so, you know, those are the, basically the things, but it can be diagnosed and usually managed through the teen years. If it's not corrected or treated in teen years, then it becomes more problematic in the adult that reaches skeletal maturity with those curves. And I know you touched on this, but for those who may have undiagnosed scoliosis, what symptoms might they be experiencing that could be signs of scoliosis? Um, so typically, you're going to see the postural stuff that I described before. You'll see the, the, the lean to the left or to the right or the shoulder that's higher or the hips that look uneven. Pain is not always associated with um, scoliosis. Um, you know, sometimes people will describe things like growing pains in, in, in the kids or pain after exercise or pain after sports or significant physical activity or even long periods of sitting. Typically, scoliosis does modify or alter the mechanics of the spine. So things that, you know, could happen later is you could see advanced degenerative changes in the spine that's curved and not, not functioning properly. Um, but, you know, the symptoms can vary from pain to no symptoms at all. Okay. And if scoliosis is discovered in a child or adolescent, what is the treatment protocol like? And is there a chance that it can be corrected? Um, depending on the cause and how early it's detected, that will kind of dictate the outcomes that you're going to get. Sometimes it can be corrected fully, um, especially if, if it's like the, uh, the functional scoliosis that we described before. The congenital ones are a little bit more difficult. Um, if it's due to an abnormal growth plate or some type of misalignment on an open growth plate when the child is young, and if you catch that early enough, you can certainly minimize the effects. Um, but regardless you know, the curves in the spine over time will become more and more rigid and more fixed. So the earlier you tend to intervene to get them moving, break up the fixations, the straighter the spine will develop and the scoliosis can be stopped from progressing. Sometimes, though, when a scoliosis gets beyond like 20 to 22 degrees, they will use hard braces or even surgeries. They put in these things called Harrington rods to totally straighten out the spine. Now, I'm not really a big fan of the Harrington rods because those are not reversible, and then you take away all the mobility of the spine. Um, but recently, I've had some friends of mine who are chiropractors, and they've been traveling the world, and they opened a scoliosis center, and they used this soft break, bracing technique that they found out about over in Germany. I, I don't remember the exact name. I think it's called the Schroth technique. Um, and they use these soft braces that are um, really good at, at helping the kids and keeping them in good positions. They use it a lot in dancers. They can be worn under clothes. You don't even know that they're wearing them, whereas the hard braces, um, you know, if you're wearing that in a public school, kids aren't always uh, so nice and, you know, it can lead to ridicule and psychological problems as well. Right. Um, so um, the treatment protocols in our office are just a series of adjustments to try and break up the fixations, get it as straight as possible, and maintain it 
as straight as possible. In the older adult, again, these fixations and things will cause degenerative changes, so it's important to do mobilization and get these things moving and do adjustments to make sure that they line up well. Um, the benefits, you know, with chiropractic care affecting scoliosis are huge. We're never going to make every curve go away, and some of them are fully adapted curves, but once it's fully adapted, then we just want again, want to manage it and make sure that they don't progress and show up in any uh, increased degenerative changes later in life. And that leads to my next question. If an adult discovers they have scoliosis, is it too late to treat it, or are there exercises and treatment plans they can follow to help correct it? You're absolutely correct. There are exercise programs. They're, they call derotation exercises, um, and the spinal adjusting can really help um, to correct it. But what I always say, it's never too late to improve the overall condition of health in your spine. Um, it really bothers me when people say, oh, it's too late for me. The curves are already there. But even though the curves are there, the more you use a crooked spine, the faster it's going to wear out. It's kind of analogous, and I use this analogy a lot, to, to like driving your car with the front end out of alignment. If I run over a pothole and knock the front out of alignment, the car still drives. I can still drive it fast, but eventually I'm going to feel some vibration. And then the steering column is going to start to wobble, and that can stress the U-joints. And then if the U-joints get messed up, it can affect the steering column. And all you needed to do was really realign the front tires after you hit that pothole, and you wouldn't be having that problem. Well, it's really no different in the spine. Early detection of those misalignments and subluxation and management will reduce much better outcomes than waiting and doing nothing. And lastly, why is it so important for one's overall health to have their spine checked by a chiropractor? Well, that's the million-dollar question, Liz, that I'm always trying to answer for everyone who comes right. into my office or anyone <laughs> asks me anything about chiropractic. And as you know, I could go on for hours right. talking about it. Um, but you and I know that getting your spine checked by a chiropractor would improve the alignment. And that's important because if the bones are misaligned, they can pinch or irritate the nerves. And the same nerves that are designed to, you know, sense pain and move muscle are the same nerves that actually control and coordinate every function of every cell, tissue, and organ system in your body. The same nerves that go to your lower back muscles are the same ones that control your intestines, your digestion, you know, your kidneys, your spleen, everything is all controlled by the nerve system. So any misalignment that irritates or puts pressure on a nerve will have an effect on the way your body functions. And since your brain is in charge of millions of processes every day that you don't have to think about, if you put static in that communication line and break the lines of communication between the brain and the body, not only is it not going to function optimally, but over time it will cause painful conditions and degeneration. So you're more prone to degenerative changes and arthritis if the spine is not in proper alignment. Um, but, you know, the main thing that I want to share is that, you know, your nerve system, only 10% of it is dedicated to sensing pain and moving muscle. The other 90% is constantly running and regulating your body so your body can adapt and regenerate and heal. So the crux of chiropractic Everyone thinks it's about back pain and neck pain, but it's truly about how well your nerve system functions. Our spine is designed to protect our central nervous system. If those bones misalign, they're going to irritate the same nerves they're designed to protect. So when most people think that I'm a back doctor, I really try and tell them that it's a, I'm a nerve system doctor. I just use the spine as our avenue of approach to affect it. Great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Rubenstein. We know you're extremely busy, so I just want to thank you for your time and help today. It's always an honor to be here, and thanks for having me again.
And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can either go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 917-534-6484 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.